Hi there and welcome to episode 68 of the Smart English Coach podcast. The podcast which helps you get to advanced English level fast. I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast Estefania Fernandez. Now, Estefania is an English language coach for aspiring flight attendants and aviation workers. Her mission is to help women have a life they love by achieving their dream of working in aviation. Estefania is also a cabin crew member herself and currently works for a British airline. Welcome, Estefania. Thank you. Thanks, Claire. So, Estefania, I'm really interested in your story because you're originally Spanish. Is that right? That's correct. And you've ended up in the UK working for, in fact, a British airline. So could you just give us a little bit of background? What was your route into learning English? Well, do you want the short version or the long version? Because I've got both. <laughs> well, OK, well, let's start with the short version. And I'm sure I'll have questions for you. OK, so, well... I didn't know what to do after university when I finished uni. I studied English language and literature, but I didn't have the opportunity to do an Erasmus program or an or a program to study the language abroad. So I decided to come to the UK and ended up staying here. And all along the way, there's been like lots of different stories. I've worked as a Spanish and French teacher at secondary schools here in England. And um, in the end, I got a bit bored of it and decided that I wanted to completely change my career and ended up working as a flight attendant. So now I've kind of mixed both careers into one because I'm teaching aspiring flight flight attendants English and I'm doing my uh, my flying duties as well uh, working for, for for an airline yeah well that's absolutely amazing I was going to say that you've swapped discipline problems in the classroom for discipline problems on flights that's it <laughs> I don't think they have a good reputation do they British passengers um, it depends. I can't really complain because um, most of my passengers are very well behaved, but um, there are exceptions, of, of course. Of course. Well, it's a really interesting story that you've gone from being a teacher to working in the aviation industry, but also now training other people who want to work in the aviation industry. And I imagine that a lot of people who want to get into aviation are not actually living in an English speaking country. Yes, that's correct. Um, the thing about aviation is that we use English as an as international language, as with many other um, fields. So it is needed regardless of where you live. Mm. So, yeah, there are many people who are actually um, trying to learn English, but um, they live in a different country that's where English isn't spoken. Right. So perhaps you could talk about some of the problems then that learners face they want to learn English, but they live outside an English-speaking country. And I would imagine we're talking about lots of people here. So what are some of the problems that, that you have come across and that you can talk about? In my opinion, the thing is that um, most people lack the opportunity to speak English because nowadays 
listening is really easy because we have the internet, we've got radio in English, we've got TV series, but there's not so many opportunities for people to get to have actual communication or actual conversations with other people, especially with um, people who speak English better than they do. Because um, what I've seen is that many people are able to speak English at a very similar level, but they, they find it hard to learn more advanced words because that's usually something that people in English-speaking countries develop more easily because they have more um, inputs. They've got the opportunity to listen to them, to um, use them, and um, that, that's what most people lack, yeah. So do you find then that when you are training people who want to work in aviation, that what they really lack is speaking fluency or would you say that they still have problems understanding conversation? So, for example, they might have a problem understanding a passenger. It depends. Accents are obviously very different in English, and some people do have problems depending on the origin of the pa- of the passenger. But I would say that it's mostly sp- spoken English because at the end of the day, most people they speak English with are using English as a lingua franca. That means that they are using English and they're not native speakers. So we usually find it easier to understand non-native speakers than native speakers. So I would say that the um, the trickiest for them is to to actually speak, not to listen. But listening is is, is also a problem for some people, yeah. That's really interesting. Thank you. So how then can you create an English world? How can you immerse yourself in English when you aren't in an English speaking country? That's very interesting because when I started learning English, this is a question that I've always had because um, I've always wanted to speak English really well. So I didn't have the opportunity to live in a in an English speaking country when I was little or I also lack the opportunity to do uh, a language exchange a bit when I was a when I was a teenager or a bit later in life. So I decided to do everything that I would do in my regular life, but in English. I would do things like um, switching my phone into the English language or um, read in English. So doing the same things that I would do, but doing them in English, doing them in the target language. So even if I if I didn't understand everything at the beginning, so of course, when I started, I used to play video games in English and I didn't really know what they were saying. All right. I mean, I remember that they asked me, um, they, they were asking me to go to places because right. it was one of those play, one of those games that required you to do different tasks, and um, I didn't understand what they what they were saying. So um, little by little, I incorporated piece of vocabulary, and I started growing my vo- my vocabulary also in different areas. Because following my approach, I tried to use English in all every aspect of my life. 
basically this is a bit how I did it so I started by reading then I also listened as well so I remember that it was the beginning of um, YouTube when YouTube it all started mm -hmm. it shows my age a lot but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and um, I will try and um, and listen to to the news in English and see what I understood so yeah that's what it I did this is fantastic. Thank you so much for this, Estefania. In fact, you remind me very much of someone else that I know, again, a very successful English learner. And the things that you did also mirror the things that she did. So for example, watching everything on television. Now, I believe that television is a fantastic resource. And if you can watch TV in English, it doesn't really matter if you don't understand everything. And in fact, her listening skills are incredible because she's so used to listening to different varieties of English. And uh, she'll watch things like, for example, the Peaky Blinders, which is quite a challenging accent. In fact, she has led her entire life in English. And there was something else that you mentioned, which I think is very interesting. And it's something that I haven't heard many English teachers talk about. And that's the amazing resource we have of um, games and video games and online gaming. And I was talking to someone the other day um, and he uses online games. Now, this is the, the son of a student, actually. He's quite young, but he's already into online gaming and his English is wonderful. His vocabulary is quite advanced because he's using the vocabulary from the games. And I think that these are resources that often we underestimate. So online games and television are just really good ways of completely immersing yourself in the language. The good thing about video games is that you can also speak to other people right. when you're when you're playing so that forces you to use your English even if it's not very very good you still are learning and immerse yourself into the into the game and are able to speak about completely new topics for yeah. you so um, that's a really good a good thing as well and of course it's enjoyable isn't it so although parents I'm sure complain about the number of hours that their children are playing online video games it's something that is exciting it's something that is fun so you're going to create this habits of using English of course and um, my brother was really into video games um, he might be listening to us now um, his English has become really really good has become amazingly good because he's been able to improve his speaking quite a lot and obviously he doesn't live in a he doesn't live in in, in an English speaking country he actually lives in Spain where I'm from so he's had the opportunity to read a very fluent level of English despite not having lived in a in an English speaking country he's never been to an well he has traveled to English speaking countries but he's never lived in an English speaking yeah. country well here's a shout out for your brother what's his name Oscar. Oscar, you're doing everything right, obviously. 
So, Estefania, would you have other tips for people who want to get into, for example, the aviation industry, who have this dream of working as a cabin crew member? What would you suggest for these people? I would tell people who want to start in the aviation industry or who want to enter the aviation industry to start learning English as soon as they can because I encounter many people who want to do interviews in English and uh, they're just focusing on the interview. They're not realising that English is going to be there waiting for them in a uh, passenger's form. I mean, um, they're going to encounter English at everywhere because we live in such a, a globalized world now that um, they're going to need to to speak English. I was I would tell them to start as soon as possible, and I would tell them also to speak English as much as they can because communication is very important, is vital when it comes to aviation. There has been many accidents leading to poor communication uh, in the history of uh, aviation. So obviously, it is uh, paramount to have a good level of English to avoid incidents and possible accidents to happen. I believe people don't realise the importance that English has when it comes to communicating effectively in this world. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, obviously, when it comes to something like aviation, it's super important that you're communicating correctly. You mean, obviously, you need to avoid accidents at high altitudes. And while we're on the subject of interviews, can you tell us a little bit about what you could expect in an interview, for example, for a flight attendant position? So an interview for a, for a role as a flight attendant basically has um, customer service and um, safety and security as it, at your school. So those are very important topics to brush up on and to, to really know about them. Lovely. Thank you so much. So Estefania, if there are people out there who really do want to get into aviation, how can they contact you? They can reach me on Instagram. I have an Instagram account. It's in Spanish because I mainly focus on Spanish speakers wanted to learn English for aviation purposes. They can find me at Auxiliar de Lenguas. And uh, I'm sure that um, Claire will have this on the notes and um, you'll be able to, to see it. Yes, of course. I'll put it in the show notes. Estefania, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It was really interesting to talk to someone like you who's been through the English language learning journey and who's managed to get a job in the UK. And not only that, who's actually training other people to do the same job. So thank you very much indeed for sharing your background and also for sharing your experience with us. Thank you, Claire. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.